It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com This episode contains language and content of an explicit nature. Listener discretion is advised. Before a song is released, a record is produced, or a chorus is written, the musicians that write them think a lot. They live a lot, and they feel a lot. Before the chorus dives into the stories and experiences that shape these artists and ultimately, the music we hear. I'm your host, Sophia Libercaro, and this episode's guest is Nuha Ruby Ra. Nuha Ruby Ra is a London-based experimental artist with roots in sound art and avant-punk music. For her debut EP, she took the ups and downs of an unhealthy relationship and fashioned them into a powerful journey. How to Move is a raw, visceral, and complete record that shows that while the healing process is never perfect, we can emerge with new resilience. It's the first kind of more experimental project that I've had on the podcast, which I'm super stoked about, because I really want like anybody and everybody from like all different genres of music and styles to get to kind of tell their stories. So I, I'm, again, I'm so thrilled to get to do something different with this one. And it is like wow. such a wonderful, like carnal, insane, like just little package that we get to kind of play with here. Um, and I mean, while oh, I was well, doing... Thanks. thanks for having me then. Yeah, good. <laughs> well, Taking a wild card. <laughs> no, well, it's not a wild card. It's just one thing that I haven't done yet. It's literally just another piece of the fabric that gets to be woven in and that's all. Um, but yeah, so when I was doing some reading about the record, like, I know that it does like represent like a particular and difficult time in your life. Um, and I felt like this EP was a really great way to kind of lock that sort of time period into like a very compact body of work it's like just the kind of explosiveness of that whole experience just packaged really beautifully that is very much yeah you, you've, you've managed to understand everything <laughs> it is basically encapsulated into into this to this whole record the seven seven tracks <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's kind of perfect um and like i i also wrote here like obviously it's very cathartic and it kind of just takes all of like the ugliness and the toxicness of whatever happened in that experience and just again just pours it all into this one space and kind of allows it to be a, a time capsule in a sense yeah 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 no it is i mean um i guess at the time it was not i i didn't um i didn't do do that with necessarily with intention that 
that I need to create something that's to do with my experiences. Um, that's going to be an EP or to do with this particular experience that I've been going through for a while. Um, it sort of came out of a necessity to to make some music um, to kind of see to have to have a bit of um, a bit of self worth, I guess, a bit of self belief in some way. Um, I wasn't in a very good place at all at the time, and. I kind of really lost all my confidence in myself and any abilities that I had whatsoever and really was desperate to create something that's totally off my own for a while anyway um, and that kind of was a bit clouded over with with um, with how with, we're dealing with some pretty intense depression issues um, and at some point saw a little bit of a light that kind of helped me to to decide that I'll pour myself into a um, into a new beginning which would be me doing a record a solo record and um, and yeah it kind of started a bit with what yeah started with with one song um, I think intentionally and started with cruel um, I actually wrote the I wrote Erase Me before not entirely but the the guitar the guitar part the the sort of guitar rhythm that goes through all of Erase Me I that's the exact recording that I did the first time that I did it and that was a bit of a stream of consciousness that I ended up recording and sat there for a while and I wasn't sure at the time if that was going to become anything but Cruel was the first one that was with intention, being like, okay, I need to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start this journey. And, and that song was like the sort of, the kind of wake up cool song. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Which, and then it kind of progressed from there. Yeah. And I mean, it makes sense because obviously Cruel is the first like one song with vocals and two sort of full length song on the record. So it feels like it's, time-wise meant to sit very early in the story yeah absolutely I mean I kind of when the songs when the songs were all done um yeah it was like no doubt that had to be that had to be the beginning the whole record is it was important for, for me for it to be a kind of complete journey I kind of see it almost as more of a kind of like a sort of oral film <laughs> piece um so the, there's a lot of visuals to it for me and um i'm generally quite inspired by by cinema and soundtracks and and the record for me was kind of like sort of the pace of that it needed to be like the beginning of the film and or maybe a book as well i guess and and then for various things to happen along and then for it to have an ending so it's its own its own world so cruel made sense it's like that's that's the first full track the ep yeah well i'm really glad you say that because that's basically what i have in my notes and the way that i'm kind of navigating through the ep i'm going to come back to that in a little more detail because before i want to kind of dive in a little more into the tracks themselves i want to sort of stick sure. to this like bigger concept side of things so i mean you just mentioned obviously that film is something that's very important to you and your inspo 
And from watching all of the music videos, which each of these, like the four songs with vocals of the seven songs has a video for, they felt very, very cohesive, very emotive. Like, even though some of them didn't necessarily have a specific storyline, they always had a very specific, I think, emotional intention. Um, And also, I noticed the color palette stayed the same throughout as well. So there was that very important visual consistency. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess the sort of colors wise, like all these things in a way, they weren't um, sort of pre like they they weren't planned beforehand. It wasn't like it's going to have this color scheme, it's going to have this. Things happened quite organically, but the nature of, um, I think, just the way that I do things is that things always tie in together because it's it's just the state that I'm in at that time and everything relates to each other everything ties in and has meanings that overlap and are all part of the same the same feeling the same the same bit of time that i'm in and um, red and blue are two colors that are that they're sort of my i guess they're kind of like my two colors that i feel like the biggest affinity with reds predominantly i do i'm sort of yeah, and then the blue. I mean, I, I guess it's, it's. I haven't really, I haven't sort of like thought about it in in a sort of any like deep way. But I guess there is a bit of a yin and yang to the red and the blue, the kind of the the fury and the calm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but because of how saturated both of them were in all of the visuals, you could feel that they were meant to be felt intensely, which I kind of loved. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's you know. I generally like intensity anyway. I like, and even if something is is uh, is very calm in its nature, it's still like you feel it deeply. <laughs> and and it's from the visual side of things, it was it's really important for me to. It was another. It's another way to obviously communicate a song, doing a video for it. And and I with all of the videos, it was very important for me for the whatever level of intensity or being jovial kind of translated through in in that as well and so yeah so the colors especially with three of the videos sort of like barring um, sparky which has its own vibe because it's the only one that kind of has a bit of a sort of different energy to it to the other songs um but yeah yeah, I guess it all sort of tie in in that intensity as well with the reds and the blues, a lot of it. <laughs> as, I guess, um, a sound artist, as someone who's very experimental in their work, do you find that you approach art and, like, the way that you want things to come across as more like you want, like, a structured message that is can kind of be, like, rationalized and interpreted? Or do you like more just kind of giving, like, the color of feeling and kind of, yeah building more of an environment I guess is the best way to ask yeah. it definitely they're given more and more of a building an environment and a color of feeling absolutely um the structural element of things is something that doesn't actually come very naturally to me it does not how my brain works really um I'm definitely a lot more sort of driven by atmosphere rather than a sort of specific pre-thought structure of something of how it has to pan out um so a lot of a lot of the time um I start writing songs from a more sort of soundscape element 
Um, and a lot of the songs didn't sound like songs when they sort of, like the very early demos before I actually was like, I'm gonna now structure this into a song, even in a demo sense. They, I guess they're slightly more abstract sound kind of like pieces. Um, and from that, I start to figure out what, how I can kind of like mold that piece of clay. <laughs> so, and, and then it sort of starts to take shape as I'm going along and things start to make a little bit more sense of, you know, like what the beginning is, how it builds, how it falls, how it comes up again, how it goes down again. And then, and then, um, eventually I'm just like, is there, <laughs> is it, things like choruses <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and like just like normal song structure kind of things that I guess a lot of musicians probably think about quite a lot are really like so at the back of my mind <laughs> when I'm writing. Um, and I mean, as you can probably tell with the songs anyway, a lot of them don't fall into the category of like a sort of verse, chorus, bridge, chorus kind of like structure. Um, there is more, I guess, like, you know, instead of like a, naturally to me, instead of something that would maybe be a chorus, it would be something like a repetition of something that's kind of to be more ingrained in, in my mind and maybe in someone's mind to kind of hammer in a little bit of a message. Um, eventually that might shape itself more into something that's repeated in a formula that's like a chorus there is bits of like you know messages in between that I guess at some point it's like oh I guess I can piece these together and they will form one part that comes before this bit of repetition I guess like that I guess that's a verse and in that case um but yeah so like this this the structuring element is not something that really I'm very sort of concerned with in the early stages at least it's definitely something that comes in that comes in like in the later parts of, of the songwriting mm. yeah and I think that this style of songwriting and creating you almost feel it more in the subconscious than you do in the conscience like it's not really trying to hit you right in the face it's trying to crawl somewhere deeper and get under your skin a little bit more yeah, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's definitely where I was at when I was writing that record, and it's where I've been at so far. Um, I'm not really the kind of person that sort of commits myself to being like, this is the kind of artist that I am, this is, this is how I sound, this is the kind of genre that I fit in, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really like that at all, it's just, it's just kind of like, oh, this is what this is right now, and this because it's, this is where I'm at and this is how I want to express what is currently happening but that may change at another point and I might find inspiration in writing something a different way which is basically Sparky for me was that Sparky was a real like oddball song that wasn't supposed to be um, I didn't write it at all with the intention of it being a part of the EP I actually wrote it when I was um I was having a bit of a like, just like hitting a, like a wall for a few days. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I just need to have a bit of fun for a bit and just let like let go of thinking about this record and just like, just make something just for having a bit of fun. Um, and I 
and that's that's kind of how Sparky started. And and then I and then it, I realized that this was something that I really needed to actually do. It was like that bit of like breath of like fresh air that needed to come out. And and it ended up for that reason having a bit of a different way that it was built and maybe is the one that sort of most traditionally sounds like like a kind of normal song structure Mm. I guess yeah well I kind of like it on the record now as we kind of start to weave in and get more into the details of the songs Mm. I think that how would I say it's it's kind of nice to have something that's kind of like tongue-in-cheek and playful amidst this record not only to give it some levity but also because I think it explains why things sort of happen the way they do in the record in the sense of like going back to the same person again and again there's a reason that you go back to the same person because in some sense that person makes you feel good they make you feel sexy or wanted or whatever and so I think that Sparky sort of speaks to that experience yeah 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 definitely um i mean sparky is like the yeah it's it's definitely the bit that's like relating to the side of what like sort of what some something you sort of being driven towards someone for something that's a bit more of a primal thing but but there is maybe like no greater depth in your feeling for that person but they serve it like serves a purpose for that time and you kind of think that you're winning by it but you're really not at all at the same time you're kind of further like damaging yourself and being even more destructive in some way but but um but you're kind of like enjoying dancing with the devil at that Mm. point anyway and it doesn't really matter (laughs) yeah it's the kind of fine balance between desire addiction healthy attachment and healthy embracing of one's sexuality versus the very unhealthy it's the push and pull of it all which is why i like sparky it kind of throws a wrench in the uh well this person isn't good for me it was like but there's a reason that we're talking about this person so let's let's explain (laughs) that a little bit but also have some fun while we're doing it you know it yeah it adds a layer and also cruel like even though the two songs are a little bit different cruel sort of both felt like i mean like you know it's talking about like tying oneself up in knots so there's definitely like an element of almost like kink cleaning stuff but it also feels very like claustrophobic at the same time and sort of trapped so it's like you're kind of again within that same idea you're playing with a push and pull in the same space yeah 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 definitely I mean, yeah, Cruel is definitely a sort of a painful kind of like shedding of old skin (laughs) that um, or a sort of um, transitioning from from like this, this kind of like, yeah, like the kind of like the sort of being tied up in something that becomes suffocating and you need to like sort of find an explosive way out of it to to save yourself i guess in in some way it's it's kind of like the sort of big scream that that you kind of do to like rid yourself of of the place that you're in <laughs> yes and even though it sits very early in the album the final lines of it are well they're the title track of the or the title of the ep it's said now i've learned how to move it's like even though it's early in it almost like foreshadows what we're going to get to by the end of the ep 
Yeah. 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 Same. You got this, mate. Hey, <laughs> this is literally my job, so I have to try. You and really get it. do. I'm like, I don't, I, I'm like, I don't even need to tell you anything. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. I try and do this in a way that I can ask questions, but it's a lot of analyzing. Be like, do I get it? Like, let's get You're all. Very good at this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah, take it. I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy. I'm really happy that you've, yeah, you've, you've truly got the essence Aww. of the songs and of the record. Well, Thank you. Well, hopefully I can continue and I'm not about to like take a hard left in a second and just kind of lose my grip. But anyway, we're now kind of at like smack in the middle of the record uh, at the interlude, Mm -hmm. which is at the canyon's edge. And I read this almost like a turning point in the record and almost like a moment of calm and of grounding before like the next steps are taken. Is that at all what it is or is it just like a nice palate cleanser? Yeah, I mean, there is actually, there is, yeah, there was a big reason for that being there. It is exactly that. And it came, it came sort of in a very, um, it just came organically. So basically, um, so we, like, I re-recorded this with, in, when I went to New York with, like, a bunch of brilliant musicians that I recorded the whole EP with, and Erin, my amazing producer, who basically, like, just helped me tie this whole thing together and shape it in the best way possible. But um, at the core of, of that interlude, I basically was sitting in my room at some point, and I kind of randomly had this kind of, like, lucid kind of, like, journeying thing happened in my head and this melody kind of like came into my mind which is a melody that I'm that I'm humming and I had like a little drum near me and I just started humming this melody and in my mind I was traveling across a desert I was kind of on a journey and I was traveling across a desert and this is it was really it was quite a bizarre thing because I don't it's um just not something that like happens a lot and it's not even deserts are not really somewhere that I have necessarily a big affinity with of like I need to go and find the desert I like I'm more into going into finding the woods (laughs) so but but I was just in this place and I was just like and I started playing on the drum the rhythm that you kind of hear in the interlude and I just recorded it on my phone me humming exactly the melody that's in the interlude and me playing this like Picasso this drum while I was on this journey that just came to me from nowhere. And then, um, <clears throat> and then about four days later, I got invited to go and do a kind of, uh, like a kind of sort of ceremonial medicine kind of like trip thing (laughs) um and um, so I went and I had and I basically had this journey which is the journey that is the video of Run Run (laughs) and ended up having um leading to actually like quite a few things that are themes to do with Run Run but this journey anyway was all tying into this bigger journey that I was that was I was going through but in this journey that I went on when I travelled to another plane, <laughs> I travelled to ancient Egypt, which I'm actually Egyptian, but yeah. anyway, I travelled to ancient Egypt in it. 
I'm Egyptian by heritage anyway. Um, and, um, and a lot of things happened within this particular sort of journey that I went on, which are basically visually explained in the video for Run Run. But it was very revealing and there was a, there was a lot of things that happened within that journey that were mind blowing to me and revealed so much about where I was at and where I was heading to and kind of gave me a lot of clues and a lot of grounding to what what my mission was at that point. <laughs> and basically I realized that when I was sitting in my room and I spontaneously had this really lucid journey where I was started to go across a desert and this tune came, like this melody came to my mind is that I had kind of spiritually started traveling already to that place when I was going across the desert because that's where I ended up four days later when I was in this other place. Sorry, this all probably sounds like, yeah, I don't know what it sounds like. But <laughs> it's, just what, it's just what happened. <laughs> so, I mean, um, yeah. so I was like, that was really, that was really important. That that moment that happened up in my room, that was really important, and that needs to be on the record because that was an important part of my journey at that point, and it's really relevant. Um, and so yeah, so it was just like this is going to be the, the midway of the record because this is when I started the journey to the other place. So it is exactly that, but it is it it wasn't just like something that I made to be a palate cleanser. It was it was something that very definitively happened for a purpose. <laughs> yeah, it's, it carries yeah. a lot. Yeah, which I mean, it's I guess it's fair because I mean the second half of the EP does feel like it's moving in a new direction like even though erase me has some of the same kind of like addiction and attachment in it that the first half of the record has there's almost more of a reckoning now in that song of like this person can well just erase me while i'm feeling the weight of this they get off scot-free and they can let go so it's kind of like there's this kind of I guess a conscious noting of what's actually going on and then of course we get to run run which is like okay I'm out and literally yeah. moving away from it yeah yeah this like yeah run run basically is like I think I've sort of said before that I it's almost like it's like the whole record in like one song it's just like this is the like yeah it's kind of the energy or like the finale of everything that's just happened it's just like this is the journey this is this like this is now the journey that I'm on basically out of this and and it's and it's kind of um like recognizing all of the things that have happened to drive me there the struggles in different ways just like this pilgrimage that I had to take to that I have to take to now come out of this of this place that I'm in that I desperately want to come out of. This is it. This is the journey through that out of it, which is basically run run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like that word pilgrimage because it doesn't feel like it's uh, a clean escape either. Like there's still like the moments of withdrawal, there's questioning and there's like a lot of things in it. So it's again, Absolutely. it's it's not just the I don't need you anymore. Bye song. It's the it's the fully unraveling it all song. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, at, at the end of it all, I say I still miss you. <laughs> so it's, it's you know, there is, there you know, the, 
it is the unraveling of everything and it is still the 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 crossing over to some to to another place but it's not necessarily because everything is done and forgotten and dealt with it's um it's a journey that has been taking everything's unraveled everything has come to a new place or come to an end or whatever but there is still there is still like a true sentiment that is that is still that still remains but maybe it's resolved in, in some ways shape or form but mm-hmm. something still remains so. well that i think that's very normal i think that people think that you can completely shut the book on things and that's just not how it works it's learning how to move on but also to cope with whatever remnants are there that's a very human and very normal thing so i i appreciate it and respect it being written that way yeah yeah thank you i mean yeah i think that is it's kind of you know you come you come through journeys and you accept yeah accept painful things that have happened um it doesn't necessarily mean that you are cured of those things but you come to a place where you know how to deal with them better you've resolved them in some way um and maybe you know that you will live with them for longer but you can live with them maybe just with slightly less suffering perhaps perhaps not maybe you won't but you just at least have kind of exhausted maybe like you've put out you've let out a lot of the energy at least a lot of the air has been taken out of it at least (laughs) yeah and you've given yourself something back in the process you've made something beautiful and that belongs to you out of this experience and there's again there's something wonderful about that as well yeah i mean i'm insanely grateful for for those songs i really am i'm i'm yeah yeah it was you know various um it yeah they i mean it's quite hard quite hard to to kind of put into words but they they mean a lot to me in in many ways but just their existence it's like holding a ball of something that that you know that you've um it's like holding a ball of energy that that you remember really well, but it's kind of out of you in some way, and it's and it just like lives somewhere else, but still very clear. <laughs> yeah, it gets to live a little bit more, a, a little bit outside of yourself, rather than being held kind of tightly inward. Um, I guess the last couple things. There's a line that sticks out to me on Run Run that I just I want. I guess to understand more about which is the line what's your secret normal girl what does that mean oh what's your secret simple girl simple girl Uh, sorry yeah um to kind of just explain a little bit is um is I guess looking at people uh, like another another girl and I guess assuming that that her mind is riddled with much less anxiety than you live with every day and they're able to live like through life in just a much lighter way in general which is something that I haven't had a lot of personal experience with um and there was a you know there was a specific thing reason for that but without going into specific reasons mm-hmm. but it was just like a bit of a fr- like like what like yeah what is your secret how 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 are you able to just how is everything able to how is everything so simple for you <laughs> in your mind in like around you how is everything so simple like 
because I've never known it to be so simple. <laughs> I, I understand that very personally. Don't worry. I, I've definitely yeah. looked at friends in in various capacities and had the line like kind of line in my head ringing like, why is it so easy for you and not for me? Like, yeah. so I I understand that feeling on a very very fundamental yeah. level. This is from like an internal place, not mm-hmm. because of like even like not to do with anything that's like given to anyone else or anything like that. This is just very much from an internal place. Like, how is everything? So like, yeah. How are you so at ease? <laughs> but yeah. yeah. But we all have our complicated lives. I, I understand exactly. it well. This is the yeah. thing. Yeah, this is the thing. It's like, it's something that you think, but it's just like, obviously everybody has many complications and layers to them that are in, you know not visible to everybody mm-hmm. so it's um don't know if anyone really is is ever that simple anyway yeah but it just feels like that sometimes to other people <laughs> yeah but i guess the takeaway from that is to give each or give other people some grace but also to give ourselves grace in the process and realize that we're not more broken than we seem to think we are yeah yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely realize everyone has like their cross to bear as well it's just you might not see it yeah just, no, everyone's doing their best. <laughs> yeah. So we all just have to be kind to ourselves. Well, I guess the the final, final yeah. thing is, well, the final song, Cruel Ending, which comes in with this sort of almost mournful organ to it, which I guess I love because it feels like an ending. It feels like mm. some, some aspects of everything that has happened has died and has been released and is let go of. And I don't know mm. if that's sort of where you were going with that, but... It felt like, again, it felt very conclusive in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, it really is. I mean, it's um, it's instrumental on purpose. It's, um, it's like all the words have been said. <laughs> um, and also I'm, like I said to you, I'm, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of, of, of soundtracks and I don't feel like there always needs to be words to go with music. I think there is so much... There's so much that can be said with music that words can cannot say. Yes, <laughs> and um, and it's really, yeah, it was it was a really important thing for me to to finish, I guess to finish it after that rather than finishing on run run, to finish on a bit of a sort of like more like a calm and kind of reflective time. I think for pe- you know for myself, but also for anyone that's like in that journey with me, anyone that's listening to the record, if they've been through this like really intense journey and obviously everyone listens to music and, you know, understand, you know, they read into it what they read into it for themselves. You know, your music, it belongs to everyone that, that listens to it, you know, it becomes your song. It becomes like your own thing. And it's just having that time at the end where no one's, like no one's even putting words in your mind it's just it's just a time to just maybe just reflect on your own thoughts for a bit but it's also i mean it it's it's one of my favorite tracks like on on the record absolutely i love i love the the closing track it's definitely one of my favorites and it has um it's calm but it has a sadness to it which is like after all this maybe there is a place of calm but it's not it's not a calm place that's like oh everything is sweet it's like everything has been dealt with I'm I'm so good now um it's you know there is a sadness to everything being maybe more resolved because you maybe didn't 
didn't want everything maybe to like even come to the place where it's all done and resolved um and and then there is also sonically speaking there is kind of I don't know whether you hear that yourself but for me at least it's like a sort of slight sci-fi kind of like spacey kind of like element of the sound that kind of develops towards the end and right at the end the instrumental like the whole thing finishes with just a kind of like what I kind of at least tried to portray with like everything kind of being sucked out into a black hole <laughs> so it kind of it kind of all ended but it's just like it's finished and then it's just like totally gone so and um and part of this journey that i went on that i talked to you about earlier um i went to a similar place where kind of everything was gone um and yeah yeah it's like it never existed how to move is available now wherever you normally get your music This podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by myself, Sophia Lepercaro, and the artwork is by Meg Welford.